What up, what up? Welcome to episode 56 of Keep the Kayfabe. I'm Mike, sitting here with my boys, ready to talk some wrestling. Dark Side of the Ring, episode 1 of part 2, season 3, has sent shockwaves through the system of the wrestling world. And also, what is up with this new look on NXT 2.0, and who are these new wrestlers? We're going to get into all that good stuff, but let's get acclimated with the boys real quick. Over in Glendale, somebody who keeps it regal, Steve Grobschmidt. How are you, Grabby? Destination unknown. Ruby, Ruby, <laughs> Ruby, Ruby, <laughs> Soho. <laughs> that one's still stuck in your head, eh? It's hard not to be. Oh, yeah. And she had. Did one... you guys happen to catch a Rampage? She, yeah, her and Britt had one hell of a back and forth. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah I, I, that was great. So I have to watch that. Yeah, I just watched it on YouTube right before we started recording for the second time, and yeah, it's just as good as the first. They were throwing heat, for sure. Yeah, and I'm actually excited for their match next, this week. Yeah. so well done on their part. I'm sure it's too we'll early to uh, switch the title, but it'll be a good match. Yeah, and it's just good to see Ruby getting used oh, yeah. properly. And I mean, it's only been two weeks it's so still yeah lots of two good weeks, things to look forward yeah, to two weeks is better than their whole multiple years right cool let's cruise on down to bayview real quick talk to somebody who keeps it freshly squeezed my guy matt michelson how are you matt Woo! oh, oh wait actually <laughs> we might have to cut that one out <laughs> <That's canceled. laughs> yeah I, i've been canceled from the podcast delete. sorry everyone. delete delete <laughs> <laughs> totally yeah we'll get into all that news shortly here but let's stay down in bayview and talk to my guy oh my god it's charlie <laughs> michael <laughs> hey yo can i lick your face <laughs> yeah, yeah never mind that one sorry yeah yeah my, my bad hey, my bad boy i forgot all of a sudden I forgot. Yeah, all of a sudden we got like three four less people we can use for these jeez nobody survey is says oh my- can I lick your... Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's safe from Dark Side of the Ring this week, including us. Right? Oh, my God. I mean, should we just get right to it? I mean, if you all caught our last week's episode of the preview show for Dark Side of the Ring Season 3 Part 2, we thought this uh, first episode, the plane ride from hell, would be just something kind of fun. Like, I was really excited to hear all about maybe just some hijinks, you know, just a little cutting of ponytails, you know, people, you know, smashing uh, shaving cream over each other's heads, shaving some eyebrows. I was not expecting this. My jaw was on the floor. And folks, if you haven't heard um, or you've been under a rock this whole week, a lot of wrestlers that gave their testimony about the plane ride from hell that that was captured in uh, Dark Side of the Ring. They're in some major, major hot water. And I was texting the boys when I was watching it live. I was like, oh, my God, this is like some serious stuff. And then just days later, um, Tommy Dreamer getting cut from Impact. uh, Ric Flair getting pulled from Comic-Cons. Like, it's shit's going down and uh, rightfully slow. So um, 
Yeah. Steve, did you have a chance to watch this episode yet? Or what was your reaction? Yeah, to I guess I'll kind of sum it up how I think I messaged this to you guys. But, you know, we were talking. I mean, we I didn't get a chance to watch it the night it was uh, aired. I watched it the next day. But obviously things blew up. So um, I heard all the hype and you know and all the news on twitter and all that before i watched it so even but even though i had a day of hearing all about it when i actually sat down and watched it i was like super like just angry because my gosh that was i mean some of the stuff that went down you know i think a lot of us knew about the plane ride from hell and i actually knew some details but not the extent of it so yeah it was just my god i mean not only that, but what a different era. None of that shit would happen like nowadays with like, you know, security and all that. And like, they would have turned that plane around, right. but my God, what a, what a, I, uh, literal shit show. Literal shit. <laughs> and I just, you know, again, you and me, maybe the, all of us should have known better with flair that, I mean, all these stories about like his exploits, of course there had to be crossing the line, but so, I mean, in some ways, shame on us, maybe, but it's like that just kind of drove it home. That's like, I, I can't get behind this dude. I, I mean, I agree with right. you, Steve, that we probably should have known better knowing Flair was involved. At the same time, you know, you think about things like uh, one of the things that came out of this story this week was WWE Storytime on WWE Network back when that was, you know, one of their original shows that they were really trying to push. They had an episode about Ric Flair where he's telling stories about basically doing the same or similar things on other trips. Um, but of course, you know, you throw some animation on top of it and some funny music <laughs> and suddenly it's this, it's Benny you know, Hill. laughable comedy versus dark side of the ring, where it's a much more raw real life look at how this actually went down. And unfortunately it was anything but what WWE made it out to be. So ever since then, I think it's really opened people's eyes up. Like again, we all kind of knew this was the case with Ric Flair, but I think actually hearing about it, especially from one of the folks who was involved in it um, with uh, the flight attendant that they interviewed on Dark Side of the Ring really makes it feel more real and like goes to show how did this affect other people and the people that Ric Flair was involved with. Right. Definitely. Yeah, my jaw was on the ground basically when uh, RVD was saying it was pretty custom to roofie people fellow wrestlers or you know people they're hanging out with on a regular basis so they can do what they will with them um it, it, it was just kind of i like again i thought it was going to be kind of a light-hearted episode and just like some funny shit but i mean this has this has caused a major wave and uh ripple in the world of wrestling and things are going to change i think uh there's going to be some punishments and examples made and um now even going forward with the show i think we talked about it in our group text too that i'm worried that a lot of these guys aren't going to be so revealing anymore um and i don't think this was like creatively edited uh with some of their answers either well, i think yeah. it legitimately sounded like this is what they really said yeah, it's and like it wasn't just some tricky Editing. like the tommy dreamer thing it's like you can't okay if they would have said three like tiny little things and you could see how they stitch this together the full things that came out of that mm -hmm. dude's mouth spoke loud and clear how he thinks it's like mm -hmm. he, he can't blame a stitch exactly. up on that one yeah th exactly. there was that segment steve was really what caught my attention in this episode too where I, I didn't really know how to feel i just started to feel angry like you said earlier um <laughs> because you know you're watching him say all these things in response to you know, his what like I, I forget exactly how it comes up, but essentially he was talking about 
what he saw on the plane with what happened with Ric Flair and the flight attendant. And there was no cuts between camera angles or anything during his answer. It was one continuous shot. So, you know, Mm kind of like you just said, Steve, for a fact that what he said is what he said. And the guys at Dark Side of the Ring aren't making any edits to it. And I I think, you know, we were talking just before we started recording a few minutes ago. And I think of all the things we heard on this episode of Dark Side of the Ring, I think Tommy Dreamer was the one that really stuck out to me the most. And I think the biggest reason for it isn't just because you knew his answers were the genuine answer he gave, but also the fact that it's 2021. And, you know, Steve, you had mentioned this earlier today when we were talking about this. The guy has, you know, daughters. And being it's 2021, I feel like people are more aware of these kinds of things than they ever have been in the past. Yet he still gives this answer and stands up for the wrestlers, you know, almost condescending to the flight attendant. Like, well, yeah, you really good word. thought this was a big deal. You should have said something and you didn't. So whatever, you know, almost degrading her stance mm-hmm. on the whole thing. Like, you know, like, oh, what you said doesn't matter. So that alone really caught me off guard. Um, and then we saw the next day, you know, Impact had suspended him indefinitely. Um, it really surprised me actually how long it took different wrestling news outlets to pick this up. Like we, we started to see some things on Twitter right away. Um, but it was very minimal, especially given the magnitude of some of the accusations. But now, you know, now that it's had a chance to settle and I think it's been several days now, we've started to really hear more stories and, you know, obviously Ric Flair has been, you know, removed from the attendees list at Comic-Con and who knows what else is next. I mean, and this is all just the first episode of the second half of the season. So plenty more craziness to come. I don't doubt. Hey, Charlie, did you want listen to busted open today by chance? Yeah. Did they say anything? Yeah. Basically Dave started the show and basically said, you know, um, that they don't agree with what Tommy said and blah, 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 and that he's suspended mm. and he's basically going to be off the show for a while. So okay. they didn't say they didn't mm. say he was fired, but they just said he was he's going to be gone for a while. So it's going to take a a long time for I, I I can't see him coming back no. on the show. Especially with that. Yeah, go ahead. Because what's her face? Gabby's there. They have that. The Marissa is like the runs the show, run, runs the whole. Yeah. Producer runs the channel. I just, I mean, I don't, mm-hmm. I, 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 I wouldn't bring him back. I wouldn't bring him back. He, it doesn't, it isn't like he's bully where he's on multiple times a week. I think he's on like for sure Ooh, once yeah, a week and sometimes two. twice. Yeah. He's guaranteed on Wednesdays, but I, 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 I'd have to, it'd, it'd take a while. I'd, I'd have, I'd wait to see if impact brought him back first. I wouldn't, I wouldn't bring him back first. That's for sure. He's. It just like you, just like you said, it's just he was so nonchalant. But blame the victim for it, and and it's it was not just a dickhead. And his non-apology did not help. I mean, that apology, like if he would have just been like, right, holy shit, I don't like. Once I heard myself say those words, I'm, I'm disgusted with myself. If he, he if he could have even remotely made it sound remorseful versus sorry if you're offended, like yeah, that didn't help him, right. Yeah, it's almost like if he was able to Google uh, apology template and then at least tweak a couple sentences, that might have landed a little bit better than the canned apology we right. got. What was the uh, apology that Flair gave you guys mentioned before we started recording? I hadn't heard it did yet. You, yeah, did either you see yes. it? Because I saw something yeah, about how he posted something, it. pulled it down and yeah. posted something else or something like that. I, didn't, I, just, um, I just read it. Um... Um, I can try to find it. 
Yeah, yeah, but I haven't seen anything from Flair. I don't so even. I don't even. Actually, it, it, it wasn't even an apology. It was the defense, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, find it. It's on. Um, it's out there. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Well, and I think didn't we didn't didn't we hear that like the Chris Canyon uh, the Chris Canyon episode coming up will also potentially yeah. not cast him in a very good light either. Yeah, yeah, he that... basically I I looked into that one and Chris Canyon went on the Howard Stern show and uh talked about his career and uh Rick Flair actually called in during the show when Canyon was on and basically, you know, condemned Canyon's career uh said he didn't have like he had the talent but he didn't have the right character, the look and then basically said, "Well, it's because of your life choices that you're not a star, basically. Oh. So he, he made it made it sound like Chris Canyon chose to be gay. So um, yeah, it's just craziness. It's just um, it's just you know we've talked about this before. We you don't want to like get to know your idols because you might not love what you hear. Um, but you know it's it's also a good thing. You kind of have to start. You know you got to start making changes. You have to open up the conversation. You have to you know. Do a little, um, do a little soul searching on your own part and say, are you with this person? Or are you not? And yeah. just move forward, which is good. So, um, Charlie, did you find that? Did you say? Yeah, I found, yeah, I kind of found parts of every like. Here's how it started. Every person that I've worked with, from my lawyer to my publicist to my wife, has said not to post a response. But I've never run from past behaviors before, and I'm not going to start now. I want to clarify a few things about four years ago, I gave ESPN full access to my life for a 30 for 30 special. They covered taxes, financial issues, adultery, divorces, the passing of my child, and drinking, partying at length. I don't know who this Rory Kampf, desperate uh, to matter for another... ESPN? Yeah, desperate to matter... Oh, maybe, yeah, I don't know who that is. Desperate to matter for another 50 minutes. Did an interview about it this morning where Rory lips are moving. He's typically lying. But one part of what he said was the God's honest truth. I never heard that he had forced someone to touch his genitals. You know, but like at the end here, it says, and this is the problem that this is where it gets real fucked up. My issues have been my issues have been well documented over my 40 year career. The impact, the impact of drinking too much, which nearly killed me five years ago, which you should have probably stopped drinking has been told time and time again. The reason Roy or anyone else for that matter never heard stories of me forcing myself on anyone is that it simple never happened. Um, it did happen. You, you, <laughs> yeah, you fucked yourself, dude. Yeah, it's right there. You're never going to yeah. be forgiven, dude. You know? Well, and he has that's, a, yeah. that's, and he's still drinking. Yeah, that's the thing. I can understand. Yeah, every alcoholic has had things they did, you know, and their past is not proud of that they apologize for make amends for sure. and that's usually, usually quit drinking but not him he quit for a little bit and he's back to drinking yeah so there's no you know it's there's like, no change that's like scott hall scott hall still drinking like my buddy worked a um oh no worked a, a sports member yeah i know i felt bad worked a sports memorabilia show down in houston a few weeks ago and behind the scenes you know he's 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 a he's a mma fighter so he's work security for guys and stuff like that and you know they're they were passing around beers, and they're like, "Hey Scott, you want one?" And he's like, "At first he goes, nah." He's like, "Fuck it, give me one," and started. And he's you know he's drinking, dude. So it's mm. it's like you know wow. these guys kill. They make it hard for themselves, you know. So uh, one other yeah. thing, somebody I don't know if it was one of you guys, but somebody made a point like 
Flair was what mid mid fifties when the plane ran from hell. It's probably yeah. It's probably my age. Yeah, yeah. and it's like okay, and you're still doing that stupid shit twirling your dick around. Yeah. Like like just talk about a guy who's never grown up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and yeah. then let's and then let's just take it one step further. The the testimony that this flight attendant gave, you could literally see it happening the way that they she described it. Like she she you could picture like the galley in the plane mm-hmm. and when you go through three carts of liquor oh my god and yeah, she said it never happened and then before flair says no it never happened before i mean if you just put three cart loads of liquor with a bunch of these wrestlers um how can you say that it didn't happen there, that just doesn't there's no footing for you to stand on yeah, uh, yeah. i think one of the other too. unfortunate things about how this all went down um so they do talk in the beginning about the three cartfuls of liquor and then i, th- I think it was rvd who talks a little bit about the what they called h-bombs which i basically i would ghp yeah yeah it's okay. ghp it, it'll yeah. knock it it'll kill it won't kill you but it'll knock you out okay yeah so I, and it's funny because RVD and even some of the other guys they interview on the show all refer back to Michael Hayes being kind of the guy behind that as being one of the ribs that they pull on each other, which when you look at the effects it has, it's hard to believe that's actually a rib. But anyway, you yeah, know, you exactly. gotta... yeah, yeah, it's, that's, <laughs> that's crazy. I'm going to make you pass out. Right. Yeah. So you yeah. Basically, step back and think about yeah. like. Had that not happened, had those, you know, tablets not been dropped in everyone's drinks, would this have even gotten out of control to the point it did, right? So, you know, if you Mm -hmm. like, and I realize people are going to point fingers, people are going to try and place blame on one individual, even though there's a handful of people who did things that are, you know, getting them removed from television shows, radio shows, all kinds of stuff. But ultimately, you know, Michael Hayes is the one passing these things around, putting in people's drinks. And then JR does come on the show a little bit later. We'll probably get to this as well, but he takes a lot of the blame for everything that happened. And but he, at the same time, he also says Vince put him in charge of managing the talent, and that was part of his responsibility. It, quite frankly, I, my take, and this is solely my take, but Vince putting Jr. in charge of the talent as far as managing them through situations like this, it, it's an impossible job to perform. And yeah. in, in a situation like this, if really had gotten this far out of hand, you have to believe Vince would have stepped in and done something, and clearly he didn't. So. I don't know. I mean, there's there's a couple other factors we haven't really dove into yet. You know, in, in addition to obviously Tommy Dreamer's comments, Ric Flair's behavior, and you know Dustin Rhodes as well was accused of some things while aboard the plane, which later he did help. You know, kind of calm some of the other wrestlers down. So I think some of his things sort of went. You know, um, his, his story ended in more positive light. I'll say that. Right. You know, what's funny mm-hmm. is that all this shit's gone down and Flair's kind of in hot water and Tommy Dreamer's in hot water. Nobody's even fucking talking about Lesnar. Like, is he, he's just... That's what now. I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just about to say that. Yeah. Uh, I, when I texted you guys immediately, I was like, holy shit, boys. Uh, they just... Dark Side of the Ring just gave away this story about Lesnar that's, like, super incriminating. I wonder what they're going to do with Zero you know, his character yeah. now going forward. Yeah, and he's... Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think the flash and thing that's 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 not going to be that big of a deal. I mean, I mean, yeah, no, that's not it happened in the past. And like, what's her face? No, so if it had been Vita did it to one of the flight attendants, it would have been a different story. But that's like a wrestling back room kind of thing. So I don't think it's 
I don't think it's in the grand scheme of everything else in the episode. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's, a it's a big deal, but it's not that big of a deal because well, in the grand scheme of WWE, if that would have been a AEW wrestler or something like that, I they mean, do something. You saw what they did to Sammy Guevara when he talked about Sasha Banks years and years ago. Yeah, if he, if he did it today, but it, it, you know that was I mean, not to be weird, but it was twenty plus years ago. Sure. It's 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 a whole different thing, you know. If they, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I can see canceling Flair. I can see Tommy Dreamer, but they're not going to do much for um with what happened with um Rosner. Yeah, yeah, Brock. It's like that's like them blaming Dustin for what he did on the plane. You know, he's not that same person anymore. He's been sober. Yeah. For a number of years, so it's like that's the other. Inter- yeah, he's you know? the one that told like he wasn't he the one that like told Flair to leave her alone. Like yeah, so yeah. it never yeah. happened. Well, Dustin broke it up. <laughs> he was there. Yeah, exactly. He just should admit that he fucked up. You know, that ain't Ric Flair though, is it? Nope. Exactly. That's the denial of an alcoholic. So, Mike, you mentioned Brock Lesnar um, being the catalyst for why we should watch this episode, but we ended up realizing there's a lot of other things on this show that made it way crazier than any of us anticipated. Um, But just getting back to Brock Lesnar for just a minute, I do agree with you, though. Um, There was an alleged, and I mean, from the sound of it, all the wrestlers agreed this happened, uh, like a brawl between Brock Lesnar and Mr. Perfect that led to, you know, the fuselage potentially being damaged. Um, it, It got pretty dangerous for all the people around them so you know even with that situation alone had that been the only thing that happened you know you still think somehow Brock would have been reprimanded or you know fined or something um I mean I guess when you put that right next to all the other things that happened on the plane you know that probably falls pretty low if you're grading on a curve but yeah Yeah. that happened um I do think the segment and I think this is what you guys were talking about a minute I do think the uh, the clip where Terry Runnels is talking about her encounter with Brock Lesnar backstage was a little random, um, almost like they had decided right. to throw it in in the show at the last minute, which I, right. I didn't really understand the intent behind that because obviously, I, I mean, it's a crazy story and why wouldn't you want to, you know, throw something that, like that on a show to get attention, right? But it, it to me, mm-hmm. it didn't really tie in with the plane ride from hell so True. much. Um, mm-hmm. So I kind of questioned their intention about why they would have thrown that in besides just getting eyes on the product. That's a good point. I, I thought that was kind of weird also. And what was more weird uh, was when they said Dustin used the back seat pocket as oh. his spittoon with his, for his tobacco. So I gross. immediately threw up in my That's mouth. Gross. I, mean, I just... Yeah. I, I got the smell of it back again. I mean, I've never taken a sip out of a spittoon before, but I know people have have, and I've seen it and have thrown up, and it. I just got there. They needed to basically just crumble that plane, plane crush yeah. it, and just throw it out. I don't even want to know what was on the floor of that uh, plane and yeah, all the booze that was drank. I mean, how how I what baffles me too is okay, Vince. This is his money to get this plane to transport all of these people. And then who's paying for these alcohol carts? And then like the, the thing has to be. Yeah. I mean, like it, it seems like he wanted it to happen almost. And so, like, why wouldn't you stop it? Because it would cost them more money. They like, like they would have to make him buy the plane because it wouldn't be uh, like reusable for anybody else. It's just so weird. Uh, I just want to know I'm what sh- Vince was doing like this whole time. 
I'm sure he paid for it all. You know, they made a shitload. From the sound of it, they made a shitload of money on that European tour. That's when the WWF was hot. They sold out everywhere. They made it they all were go selling away. Merch. True. Yeah, you can. He had, he has more than enough money to pay that off, obviously, because yeah. they're a corp, billion dollar corporation now. So they were a million dollars right. by then. You know, so they beat all their you, competition. You got money, right. you, yeah, you, if you got money, you can buy your way, pay your way out of anything, or yeah. pay, yeah. pay to repair anything. JR yeah. also talks a little bit about how, yeah, after that tour, they Shit had upgraded. Yeah. yeah, they well, they had upgraded the food on the flight as well as chartering the private jet with all first class style seating. Because obviously, these guys in WWE, especially in the, at that time, were all really big dudes. So putting them in an economy yeah. on a standard flight probably wouldn't have worked out so well. So I think it was more so as kind of a reward, but also to get them back in a comfortable way. Because they they yeah, had a exactly. the next day after the flight. Yeah. So having them in top shape was in their best interest. But Mike, back to your point, it does make you question, like, why would Vince want to pay for three cartfuls of alcohol? I mean, at some point, right, enough's enough. So I, I don't know. And again, it goes back to, was it was it the drugs that were slipped in their drinks that was the tipping point? And, you know, was Vince in on that or, you know, aware of it at least? I, I don't know. And I feel like there's a, still a lot of... I feel like I have more questions now after watching this episode than I did before it even started, right. which I did not think would be the case, but here we are. No, they're totally, I, I'm in the same boat as you, dude. Maybe somebody, maybe Vince H-bombed himself to pass out, and that's the way he, like, I don't deal think, with flights or something. Yeah, I don't think Vince was, I don't think Vince was on a plane. That's the whole controversy, too, that I don't think Vince was on that plane. Because okay. he said it, and yeah, yeah that's a they said they said that he was, and then he came back that he wasn't. So I'm pretty sure if mm. he was on there, there's no way they would have did it. Because Jr., you know, even though Jr. was head of talent, talent relations, but you know, they would have they would have chilled the fuck out if Vince would. They would have just drank and and been stupid, right. but not crazy. But not, yeah. I'm pretty sure Vince wasn't on that. It's there's true. no way he put up with that. He wouldn't think so. No. That would make way more sense if, like, yeah, JR was just was left in charge to bait. That's like your favorite babysitter, <laughs> like, when your parents are going out of town and JR's like, okay, boys, just settle down a little bit. No more spears in the main galley. So, yeah. Wow. What an episode. And then uh, next week, uh, we're going to get Chris uh, Canyon's story. Is That's that next be week? Amazing. Yeah, wow. it's coming Wednesday here. Double whammy so for that's Flair. That's going to be awesome. And... And I was right. They do have DDP doing um, his comments in there, so it'll be good to see him on screen with Dark Side of the Ring. So it's going to be a great story. So think the Young Bucks are on it, too. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I was just right. about to say yeah. the same thing. So a fun yeah, fact cool. yeah. for our listeners out there, ahead of next week's episode, if you're looking for a little inside intel on Chris Canyon, um, two things I'll throw out there. We mentioned earlier on this episode, there was an interview with Chris Canyon on the Howard Stern Show many years ago where Ric Flair called in and there was a little bit of a back and forth between Chris Candy and Ric Flair. It just goes to show if you've heard the interview, you already know it shows more of Ric Flair's side, you know, at that point in time, yeah. especially. So there's that. The other thing is um, the Young Bucks have gone on record talking about Chris Canyon early in their career, the Young Bucks career. Mm -hmm. Um, as they were coming up, Chris Canyon performed with them at some independent shows. And oh, they wow. I didn't know that. Really good friends with him. Um, cool. and, they, and they were aware that he was homosexual and he was very 
uh, self-conscious about it, but they did not care. And they made it at That's very way well cool. Chris Canyon. So he was very good friends with them. They had very good boundaries with each other, despite, you know, kind of how Chris was about everything. But, Damn, very cool. Uh, but yeah, really, really goes to show how the Young Bucks were. And this is at an early age, too. So you just mm-hmm. know that. There were nobodies, yeah. They've been good people. So I'm really curious to hear their comments on this next week's episode. Yeah, the same here thing. I didn't know I didn't know they were that tight with them. That's that'll be really cool to to find out. Yeah. I'm looking for yeah, boy, there this sec, second half of this season is just guns a blazing. They had a lot of uh episodes, but this was the one that was that was the top. You know, they had two partners for all the other ones, and this one was like the one that it's gonna be that they're gonna be known for yeah, forever. I think so. Yep. Yeah. Talk about an atom bomb. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, you're gonna you're gonna want to uh, set your DVRs, uh, boys and girls, for Thursday nights on Vice Network, nine Central, ten o'clock Eastern. It's gonna be fun. A lot more great episodes to come. And speaking of fun, what about this fun new layout that NXT 2.0 has now? I feel like uh, I'm watching a a Nickelodeon show uh, for kids, and uh, the music they they have, which is now hip hop i mean total facelift like th- it's really kind of uh, talk about a drastic change i wasn't quite ready for it i mean i did tune in i was really interested to see the show um yeah they come out with like a new hip hop song i'm like okay they're trying to get a little more uh i don't know urban hip <laughs> get away from the metal i don't know um and then yeah this the graphic i think is cool and I think it looks cool. The arena looks amazing. It looks like a really cool show, to, a yeah. cool place to see a show. Yeah. But it's it's very feels like you're on set for a TV taping, which it, which is what it is now. And I think that's just what they're going to stick to. Because before with NXT, what made it so fun and unique for me personally was just how independent looking it looked when these are going to be the next WWE superstars. The lights would be low. There wouldn't be a lot of seats. Uh, the ring sounded different. I mean, there was just so many cool aspects to the presentation. So now it's brighter. It's loud with color. And now we're seeing wrestlers that I've never even heard about until they first came out this last Wednesday. Or Tuesday, I mean. Excuse me. And uh, I texted you boys right away. I said, uh, this dude just beat LA Knight <laughs> first match of NXT 2.0. Uh, and LA Knight was wrestling in the championship match later that evening. And LA Knight is one of their stars that they did. And they've just, he jumped to a guy that's never been on TV. I'm like, what the I fuck couldn't is believe going that. Here? I couldn't believe when I saw that. I was like, what? That's the hand of Vince. Is Cause it's like, um, you can, it's like, they, they just go a step too far. It's like, okay, we can bring Becky Lynch back and the crowd's going to go crazy. No, that's not enough. We got to have her win the title in seconds. And it was like, we got the son of, we got the son of Rick Steiner. Oh, we're not going to mention that. And you're not allowed to mention it. And rather than just have him show up and make an impact, we'll have him beat one of our top guys. It's like, they just, they always have to take it too far. Like, yeah. Yeah. And then you know, I think there's a fleeting thought. Well, is LA Knight going to win the title that? No, he just lost twice in one show. Yeah, I, I admittedly did not watch all the matches from the show. Um, I definitely missed the part where they throw the foam balls into the cups to try and win. Oh, no, wait, that's Bozo Circus. Sorry, I got the two confused <laughs> from the set. But, um, but yeah, I, I was not able to catch all of it, but I did catch enough 
just to know that yeah, Vince's hand is all over this product, especially with Braun Breaker and names. <laughs> the like name he, is so dumb. Yeah, just a lot of yeah. You, you can immediately see where this is going. All the new guys are jobbing, or not jobbing. Excuse me. All the old guys, former NXT guys, are starting to job out to these new guys who are twice their size, bench press oh, yeah. three hundred pounds, and look like Vince's wet dream. So, I don't know. Yeah. I'm curious to see where it goes. I'm going to give it a couple more weeks just to kind of see. I'm, you, I'm done. Line. I, I'm basically I'm done. done. Yeah, I'm done. That. I'll gonna, follow it from It's not going to be good. Yeah, it's, I, it's not going to be good, dude. I'm going to, you know, yeah. I mean, if, if I'm not being super snarky, I will say I did not hate the presentation. Like, for the reasons you said, Mike, I thought bright, the brighter, it was a nice arena. So I'll give them that. But the in-ring, I mean, the product, the two hours of it, it was like, there was so little like okay the wedding some people seem to like i'll admit a couple moments of it made me chuckle but it's like it wasn't that great the tight but you know some of the greatest you know champa and some like that that was that was just an okay match like i'm happy yeah, i'm great. happy they gave it to him yeah. although you know i guess they figure that they're gonna go youthful but they're gonna have at least one like veteran yeah and if I can interject yeah. on that just for a second, because that's one point that I want to bring up. You you say you want to get younger, and then you put it on the oldest guy looking that looks like the oldest in there. I wonder and if it's... who people used to love in NXT. I'm like, what is going on? Well, and I guess what makes that even I mean, more questionable is like, you know, I tried to rationalize it in my head that like, okay, you put it on the old guys so that like that gives the younger guys the chase, but then. You know, if you have, if we all have this suspicion, like Samoa Joe's not really hurt, then why not just keep it on Joe? But it's like, like that makes the Joe thing even weirder that they just put it on another old guy. Right. Yeah. Or if Joe didn't have the conditioning to to wrestle, that's maybe why they took it off. Ciampa was ready and can still wrestle a good match. But I, or also maybe they're trying to keep past NXT people Maybe. happy like yeah champa should have it and take an old storyline to try to keep people to keep watching it because like us the people that have been watching nxt for a long time i'm pretty much not going to watch this product anymore it's just not anything that i'm interested in the announcers were talking these new guys up like they're the second coming of christ when we've never even seen them before and um i'm just not buying what they're trying to sell on this yeah so i'm gonna get the step in they're going to try to get people interested in a product with guys that nobody knows, nobody care about. Care about The reason NXT was so good is because they were taking guys that were stars in the indies and putting them in NXT and putting some shine, yeah. polishing them up, and doing good. These guys are guys nobody knows. Nobody's going to get behind. Right. That's, that's, that's going to be – that's why I'm not going to watch the product because I don't know any of these guys. Um, they didn't – they're not – None of them are really wrestlers, except for I think the the breakout star guy. And I know he works some independents, but there's there's nobody. You know when Roddy came, what you know all, all the all the guys came in, Champa, Johnny, Samoa Joe. When all those guys came in, they were establishing the Indies. They had a name. Now they're bringing these guys up that weren't even in wrestling. 
And so you're gonna, mm-hmm. I, I have no interest in watching yeah, that. Yeah. I don't, you know, I don't, They're I don't want to watch players. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to watch Braun Breaker because I know he's not going to be entertaining in the ring and people are yahooing about, I think they're called the chase brothers. These guys are, yeah, shit. yes, they were. These guys, yeah. these guys that, are, they, those they are the did people the same that I was shit they did the to. week before. Yes. Yeah. They're not, they're, rah, they're just doing all this yelling and flexing. It's like, it's shitty. It's yeah, a shitty. And the announce, announcers were saying like, "Wow, these guys are destroyers." Yeah, so watch, yeah. watch, watch the match again this week. The dudes will do the same moves they did last week. I watched them the first week. I watched them this week. They did the same shit they did last week. They they're green as grass. They don't got a lot. They're not interesting characters. They don't have a look. Right. You know, if this, if this was UFC. Sweet, we want a guy like that in UFC, but this is wrestling, so you got to have some kind of entertaining. Right. You got to have some personality. I love—I uh, can't remember his name—the black guy who was their manager when he was in Ring of Honor. He was pretty good, but him, him, him on a mic is nothing special. It's, it's not going to get over. And I feel bad for Roddy being stuck with these guys, but it's just shitty. The, I will admit that the girl that they had this week looked interesting, but she's green. She fucking came from like an American Fernie? Ninja show. Yeah, I don't know what her name is. I don't. I don't. I don't. Yes. There was like no, a manager out there, and she looked like Fergie, the little blonde chick. Yeah, but she's yeah, she's an American ninja athlete. She's got a great body, but I guarantee you when she's in the ring, dude, she's she's gonna look as bad as that black chick did from uh, Hit Row. Yes, no, that was not no, good. No ring skills. That's what you're gonna get. That's what you're gonna get every fucking uh, week. Uh, is these people that can't work. Wait, that nobody wants to see. Are, that's that has any wrestling knowledge. You guys are forgetting the geek, the game changer of NXT. Mandy Rose's hair. What's that? Mandy Rose's hair changing <laughs> color. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah yep. That's gonna put asses in seats. Yep. My only thought on this show is I, I, I think the only way I can see this really being a, a quote unquote success is if WWE, meaning mostly Vince, truly wants to treat this as a developmental program to take guys and women, get them to get their reps in, develop a character, work through some things. I, it, it's going to be rough at times, I'm sure. Um, and NXT was in its early days as well. So. You know, knowing that the Wednesday Night War is over, NXT clearly lost. Um, again, if they want to go back to using this as a developmental product, especially something that's geared more towards building talent for the main roster, Monday Night Raw, SmackDown, things like that, then I think, okay, there's going to be some growing pains, especially right now. But I, I, I'm i going to give it some time, see how it goes. Again, I'm going to follow it from afar because I don't have time to watch all this wrestling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not worth out. it. Yeah. But... I, but I, I, I I predict this week they they I predict this week they'll probably get six hundred thousand and then next week they'll be at half a million. It's they're not they'll they'll be back to about half a million viewers. This because right. people yeah that's the that's the thing. I mean, Matt, I think you know yeah if that's the decision they make, that's totally on them. But um, I'll be interested. To, I mean, maybe USA doesn't really care, but it's like NXT had no, they care. I mean, NXT <laughs> had a name. And it had a rating, and now they've kind of turned it into an indie, and the ratings are inevitably, like Charlie said, going to go down. So I I think that's the other thing, too. Like, if they're going to do a full-blown reboot, they almost should have called it something else, because it's like, now we all have this, what you said, NXT equals Adam Cole and four-star matches and all that, and now NXT is far, it's like ECW before, and then when Vince rebooted it. Yeah, exactly. It, It gets fucked up, yeah. Like, like, 
Is any let's if they have a takeover? Yeah, what are they going to do with takeovers? Yeah, who cares about their takeovers? They're not going to be. They're not going to be good. I wonder if they're going to. I wonder if they're going to keep. I wonder them. if they're going to leave those alone for a while, like not have them. I bet. I bet. I bet yeah. they do. I bet they just try to make like a TV yeah. Wednesday night product, which is which is smart. It is because yeah, it's yeah. It just feels like just a just an entertainment television program. That you're watching, you don't even have to be a wrestling fan. You just turn it on, and you're just like, "Oh, wow, that guy just did a moonsault, yeah. and he looks like he's six four, two hundred fifty pounds. That's amazing." It's not. I mean, it's just such surface entertainment. Yeah. Yeah, it's like there. I can't. Uh, remember. It's uh, wrestling from Hollywood. I think it was. Uh, it came on like uh, pre TV for a while. I taped a couple episodes. Like, oh, I'm gonna watch it. It was guys I didn't know. It was kind of lame. It wasn't entertaining. So I quit watching. That's exactly how it's going to be. Mm. You gotta have, you gotta have some guys that people know that they want to watch. That's why people don't watch TNA. That's why TNA's our impact wrestling wrestling the ratings are shitty. They really don't got anybody anybody True. wants to see. Yeah, they know? got good matches, True. but just not people that are recognizable. Yeah, yeah. Right. And I think that's why they put uh, the the strap on Champa. So at least it Something. was some familiar yeah. face. I think you're right. That a guy was smart. That- that was smart, at least. Yeah. yeah, he's a former champ. He's established. So, he can kind of carry the belt until he until he jabs it out to Braun Breaker. <laughs> basically, <laughs> I think that's yeah. I mean, he he has it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think the kid has a good look. He might get uh, there. He's, from, yeah. he's got he's got good genes, but I I I, I like guys. I like. Maybe it's just me, old school. I, I want to see guys in the independents build their name, tear shit up, and then come up to the big time. Yeah, I don't want to see. I don't want to see Dave Batista's. I mean, nothing against Dave, nice guy. I, but I don't want to see. But he's never was a good worker, you know. Mm. Right. He, I hear he, had, he had kind of a character. He was just a jacked up big dude. Like I watched the Ultimate Warriors, um, Dark Side of the Ring, finally last night. And it's the same thing. He never wanted to learn how to be a good wrestler. I mean, I know you like him, Matt, but he was, he was, he was shitty in the ring. Oh yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. I mean, the character can only get you so far. So yeah, but you were a kid, and you were a kid too. So exactly. they overanalyze you know? it. Yeah, right. Yeah, so he looked so you didn't know any better, but today you'd be like, eh, maybe not so much, <laughs> you know. But I guess maybe that's what they're marketing for. They're not marketing for older guys now. They're trying to get kids and parents. Maybe that's their, that's their, that's their angle. Think they think so. it's going to get hot. I think that's a, I think that's a failing, I think that's a failing demographic yes. because at some point those kids are going to learn about something that's better and more entertaining on on AEW and they're going to leave. Mm-hmm. You make you make you make yeah. some short term you make some short term gains now gains now, but those people aren't going to stick because at some point you grow up and you figure out this is fucking corny, dude. This is real stupid. Exactly. I don't want to see a lady in a ring with a doll. And why are two men fighting over a water gun, dude? <laughs> you know? Yeah. This, I'm waiting for the week that I see Lily the doll do a Spanish fly off the top rope. I don't know about you. Yeah. But... Yeah. And it's like they yeah. got this match tonight. I'll, I'll, I'll do my corner when it ends. But they have those three champions wrestling. Or the, the, two former, the two champions and a former champ wrestling. For for what? There's no belts. I, I'm interested to see who they make do the job. Probably Lashley, but it's 
Why? They're trying to pop a rating. They're not going to pop a rating because the Packers are on TV. The Packers are uh, mm-hmm. a, a big draw with Aaron Rodgers. Right. Next year without him, maybe not so much, but they're a big draw. People are going to watch this fucking game. So they're going to be – if they, I, I predict they do like a 1-5 this week on Raw. That's I bet. And they might do 1-6, but I bet a 1-5 this week. Well, of all that – the one takeaway that I got from all that is Charlie just pulled a Vince McMahon in that he gave away the ending to Roman Reigns versus Finn Balor by telling us what's coming. <laughs> yeah, well, they already did. Did you, did you yeah, see the whole thing with that too? Yeah, yeah exactly. They, they already announced the crowd jewel match. That he's they've already they also already announced the match for later on where he where um what's the big Irish but the big Scottish dude McIntyre. Drew McIntyre's is going to wrestle. Um, Roman Reigns and SmackDown, I think sometime in October. So they already gave away the draft. So you're already telling people that he's holding the belt for this long. So why watch? It's it's mm-hmm. it, for what? I mean, the reason you watch is because you're paying five bucks a month for Peacock. You exactly. know, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm done watch. I'm. I don't know if I'll even watch the pay per views anymore, especially now with Sunday Night Football. Why? Yeah. There's nothing interesting sure. going on. I haven't watched the last I mean, couple. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. Like I said, like Matt said, wow. There's three hour, three hours in a week for wrestling. Two hours yeah. AEW, one hour for Friday night. That's more than enough. It's entertaining. Trying to fucking watch NXT now, when it was even no. kind of dying, isn't interesting. Now you're gonna watch Braun Breaker and what's the what's that? What's the other kid that came in the 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 match Romanum. last night with the. Yeah, Chrome. Yeah, yeah. That's my favorite yeah. thing on Twitter. The, cave, the caveman kid. The caveman you know? kid. Yeah, for those for those yeah. of our listeners who are lose we're losing from this inside joke. Um, Von Wagner, I believe, was the guy's name who debuted on NXT last week. Um, Steve popped huge because somebody on Facebook, I think it was, yeah. actually made a comment yeah. about yeah, his I, name. I shared it. Yeah, Pro Magnum. That's so, such a great name. Yeah. It was perfect. <laughs> He's fu- he's fucked, dude. For he's fucked now. I guarantee that guy. Cause he's fucked. You know, well, and he doesn't even have he... the like. He doesn't even have the look. Like like you can say with ninety nine point nine percent certainty that guy's not going to hit it on the main roster. He's right. another. He's a yeah. He's another generic build a wrestler from the yeah. WWE game. Yeah, you know. Yeah, if being a WWE wrestler didn't feel you were expendable at any moment at any time uh was a reality it is more of a reality more than ever with this nxt 2.0 i mean you're basically just getting these college football players that want to like kind of stay in shape and stay in the spotlight live that life and they're just gonna as soon as something happens with them they don't show they don't pop a rating they they fuck up they're just gonna crumple them up as easy as a paper cup and Pitch them in the trash yeah. and find some other asshole. Yeah, they got they get a shitload. So, of, they got a shitload of people there too. Cause you know the Rock's daughter's still down mm-hmm. there in developmental, and there's there's tons of people that they have in developmental that they can serve. That, up. you know that. Oh, yep. Bring up another one. This is like a. You know? This is like a puppy mill. It's like a puppy mill of wrestlers. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, great it's, it's the performance center. That's a, that's a wrestling mill. You're right. Oh, yeah. Like next 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 week's game is Philadelphia. Dallas. Oh, that's huge. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what those teams are doing. They're huge draws. <laughs> you can do a title change on that show. No one's watching it, dude. Yeah. They're fucked, dude. Mm-hmm. They're fucked. There's no way. 
Yeah, I certainly agree. And I'm I'm pretty much with you guys. I mean, if I turn it on, I'm not yeah, going to be yeah, paying exactly. attention to it. It's just yeah. going to be on in the background. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll pop it on. Usually, do we... Wednesday I'm at the gym. I'll pop it on while I do my cardio, and then I'll I'll be done with it. I'm not worried about the the last segment. I'm not worried about what's going to happen. It's just mm-hmm. it's filler if I'm around. Even if I'm home, I'm not watching. I'd rather watch. I'd rather watch um, a, a TV series or a movie than that shit, dude. And I, you know, we're all wrestling I'll, fans. I'll, I'll watch a. Re- I'll watch a rerun of Shawshank Redemption for the hundredth time <laughs> before I put on NXT and pay attention. That's for sure. And so, lucky for us, usually that plays on TNT. So maybe one of these days you get lucky and it'll play and immediately be followed by AEW. That's what I'm talking about, dude. All right. Well, we spent a lot of time on uh, NXT 2.0. <laughs> I bet you. Um, I, I, might bet you. I think we spent more time on it than they'll exist. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I really think it's just a sinking ship. That 15 minutes was more so, entertaining than the um, show. Than the show was. <laughs> right. And congratulations to Dexter Loomis and uh, Indy Hartwell. Hartwell. Is that her name? Yep. Yes. Yeah happily married now we heard the guy speak finally wow couldn't see that coming the main event on 2.0 yeah make it the main event something that should have been like a covid entertainment thing um during like when there was no audience there i have that wedding now with fans back and you make it the main event no you know i think that was a big mistake I'll tell you what, though, Mike, this is one time where I'm going to disagree with probably everyone else on this show. I kind of liked this, and and it's one of those things that I actually went out of my way to go watch later because I'm just a sucker for wrestling weddings, and I think this one really lived up to the hype. So full transparency, though, I've slowly been following this whole saga with Dexter Loomis and Indy Hartwell for quite a while. I don't watch it every week. I don't watch the full segments or anything, but I know enough about the storyline to know what's going on. And it's clearly a comedy gig. So by the time they finally get to this wedding. Also, let's let's remind the fans at home that Matt is engaged during uh, this time right now, too. So his heart is, you know, fluttering like a butterfly for all this (laughs) stuff, too. That's true. He's a little more susceptible to it. And and to answer the question all our listeners are asking, no, I did not get any ideas by maybe sticking an axe in my suit jacket for the wedding day. But that's still TBD, maybe. But anyway, so this segment, like my highlights from it, for those of you who are really into wrestling comedy, I thought it was pretty entertaining. There's a moment where Loomis flashes an axe under his jacket. Um, He does speak finally, which I I think for how long he's gone without saying a single word, I I think they did a good job. This was a good use of that um, because he hasn't really ever found himself in like a, you know, a feud with someone, a match, any situation where it made sense for him to speak. So I think if they're going to do it, you know, a storyline like this is the perfect opportunity to do it. So if you haven't seen it, I think it's like a four or five minute clip on YouTube, sort of a condensed version that WWE put out there. Go check it out. It's a good laugh, if nothing else. I give that dude props, though, because there was some goofy shit going around. And, you know, like 
he did not crack a smile like or any i mean he kept his yeah he kept he's it. really good at that i, I mean like he, yeah, yeah he's, he's better really he's better than half the dude. snl cast you know it's like he kept it together yeah yeah he's really good with that i'll give him credit for that yeah he's really good with that keeping that serious face mm-hmm well, like Charlie said earlier, we spent about 15 minutes talking about it. And we NXT ended on a positive, so let's move on quickly. <laughs> exactly. We ended on a positive. But as we record, it's almost the top of the hour, which means Monday Night Raw is coming to an end. So since we've talked about NXT 2.0, it's now time for Charlie's Corner. Charlie, we know you're watching Monday Night Raw. Fill us in. What's going on? We're not there yet. Um, Did you? Ashley's beating, beating um, Big E with the chairs. I'm, I'm interested in what happens with this match. Who does the job? Right now, it should be a DQ the way he's beating him with the chair. Well, did you guys? Wait, so, maybe, did you guys see so the, the match between Big E oh, and Bobby Lashley? What's that? Is the match between oh, Big E and Bobby Lashley? He's gonna do the job now. One, two, three. <laughs> I knew it. Fucking piece of shit show. We knew who was doing the job, dude. You called we it. We knew who was. We knew. Well, every you got it. I think we all four could have predicted that one, dude. Jesus. Fucking, I knew it, dude. I knew it. <laughs> what a horrible show. What Wait, a... does Big E still have the title? Does Big E still have the title? Yeah. Yeah, it was a yeah, it was just a match. You knew you knew oh. um you knew Bobby Lashley was gonna do the job because he has no title. So he did he sure. did the job to sp- to reigns on the spear. You should have known we should have known wow. that. Reigns was going to do the get the pen, and Lashley was going to do the job. So, uh, since oh, he has no title. Before we, I thought Big E was involved. Before we turn off this uh, Charlie's corner, did you guys did you guys see the Keith Lee news from tonight? Oh, Bearcat. That yeah. he's got. They gave him the nickname <laughs> Bearcat. Yeah, Mike, yeah, you might have to you might have to tweak this later in editing, but let me tee this up for Charlie. So, Charlie, with that win in the end of Monday Night Raw, we also saw the re-debuting today of Bearcat. Keith, what are your thoughts? Uh, Mike, better get, Mike better get my $100 ready because Bearcat ain't winning the title anytime soon. <laughs> oh, dude. I'm buying, just, hey, when he wins just, the title, I'm buying you a Bearcat Keith Lee shirt, baby. You're going to have to bear. wear it to an AEW oh, show. God. I can't wait to see the oh. Bearcat shirts. I'll 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 keep I'll keep the Keith Lee's greatest hope right now is that they don't make him look too dumb before his contract's over, and that AEW keeps being successful, so he can go there and be a be a monster over yeah. when his contract's over. He'll be over big time because the fans know the, the good thing about the AEW crowd is they know when a guy's not being used right, and they'll. They'll cheer him to the moon, dude. Because look at Ruby, Ruby Riot. Yeah, she's going look over. Look how she's great. getting over, dude. And you just, I think about guy like Keith Lee. Those guys love Keith Lee, you know. And just think when he goes, you know, all he can do is try not to look too stupid before he gets there, dude. Just well, try, try your best. Just like on Dark Side of the Ring with Tommy Dreamer, Mike has doubled down on his Bearcat bet. And with that, <laughs> Bearcat. this has been Bear- Charlie's Corn. Bearcat's, Bearcat's, Bearcat's never going to hold any title in WWE. Braun Breaker, Braun Breaker will get <laughs> a title go. on the main roster. He'll get a title on the main roster before he play well. 
Dude, Bearcat is uh, ripe for the picking fruit for a champion right now. You just called the man Bearcat. Two, for fro- I, 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 for two ferocious animals. Charlie, bear you one. know why they call him Bearcat, right? Why? Size of a bear, but he's agile like a cat. Like a cat. Yeah, which is, that, is that what they that said? Boom, baby. That makes. I no. Yeah, that's probably what the announcer said. No, but after a couple drinks, <laughs> yeah, I can right? tell you that's exactly the thought process that the writers went through to come up with that name. Oh, yeah. I can tell you two guys that won't be getting titles Bearcat Keith Lee and SM SM Carrion Cross. <laughs> Dominatrix. Oh, my God. Dominatrix Carrion Cross, dude. I, you know, now I really want to see them put Keith Lee in a full body bear suit and have him wrestle. Oh my it's, God. Oh, yes. It's, it's coming. It's coming. They'll have it. You know how they did, they, how they did cross. They had him come out. They had him come out. Then they had him come out with the costume. So give it about two weeks. He'll come out with the bear head. What, what kind of gimmick match where are they going to? Gonna give Cross and Bearcat uh well, coming you know, up here. The gla- is it remember be they like had the gladiator a- events where they'd have humans versus animals? It'll be I mean it actually oh, writes true. itself. Yeah. There you go, Steve. Thank you very much. Shout out Russell Crow, big fan of the show. Yep. Uh thank you, Russell, for listening. Gladiator, one of my favorite movies. All right. So let's kind of keep this train moving into something more fun here, too. Um, shout out to Owen Hart's family. Uh, AEW made a really great partnership today by um, reaching out to Dr. Martha Hart, Owen Hart's wife, and the late Owen Hart's wife, and um, they're gonna—they made an agreement where they're actually gonna have a tournament uh, dedicated to the great life and career of Owen Hart, and it's gonna be a cup tournament, and whoever wins the championship, it's gonna be called the Owen, and um, the Owen, you know, nice. this is just really nice. Because, um, you know, Owen Hart was just so loved by so many people. Just the greatest guy. Every story you hear about this dude, how funny he was, how great he was backstage for morale. And the way that his career ended was probably the most tragic thing that has ever happened in wrestling, uh, period. And um, WWE, WWE has basically washed their hands of the story and the relationship between the Hearts. So it's just really nice to see that a stand-up company like AEW is doing something about it and honoring Owen, even though he has no AEW ties at all. I mean, the fact that this came out was kind of like, wow, that was out of nowhere. But I, I love it. I mean, it's just really, really good to see. Um, what were your guys' reactions? Well, I think, you know, because like Martha has been steadfast and she's never budged on WWE making a dime off his name, you know, the Hall of Fame, anything. And, um, you know, people have speculated that she's, you know, anti-wrestling, anti, but really I think it's just how WWE handled it and all that. So I think for her to agree to this shows that, I mean, I, you know, she sees something maybe in the way AEW handled Brody Lee and just how they handle things. And I, if I had to guess Mark Henry, probably, you know, remember he had that impassioned, speech at you know at the hall of fame like about owen oh, like sure. i maybe he had a hand in this oh, I'm sure he broke, yeah. i bet he brokered that deal so yeah. it's just it's what a, i mean and you, nice. it, what a notch and or i don't even want to say feather in the cap because it makes it sound like they're exploiting it but to the credibility of aew and kind of how they handle things that they entrusted that name with them and you know i mean it's yeah it's just there's not a bad thing to say about it. And then, you know, Owen's going to be in the video games and stuff. It's so great. 
And that only leaves one more portion left of the show here. We have promo of the week. So let's get right to the mailbag here and see what we got submitted. Uh, so this one is submitted by uh, Dixie from Yolabusha, Mississippi. Yeah, this wow. is uh, something brand new. I, I didn't even know of this city. But she says, love your show. Love you guys. And she actually thinks Charlie's voice is really sexy. So she wanted me to <laughs> say that. So you got a little yeah. fan down in Mississippi there, Charlie. You might be careful, I'm bro. Sure. Except um, the, the praise, man. Except the praise. I wonder if it's close to Edabina. I, I wonder if it's close to Jackson. I got family in Jackson and Columbia. Oh, really? Cool. Oh, yeah, I've never been folks to Mississippi. My folks have done it. You're not missing much. <laughs> Okay. Trust me. Nice. It's one of the besides besides being rampant with COVID, and if it was his own country per capita, it'd be the second worst country in the world per capita next to Peru <laughs> for COVID deaths. <laughs> but besides that, it's it's a great state. <laughs> well, Dixie is alive and well, and she submitted this great promo this week. It is of Dusty Rhodes talks about hot times. And hard this times. is from the Mid-Atlantic Wrestling, October 29th, 1985. We actually use a little clip of this promo in our intro music. So uh, this is an all-time great. So thank you, Dixie. So let's get to it and hear this awesome promo from Dusty Rhodes. Here is the American dream, Dusty Rhodes. And Dusty, your fans welcome you back, man. First of all, I would like to thank the many, many fans throughout this country that wrote cards and letters to Dusty Rhodes, the American dream, while I was down. Secondly, I want to thank Jim Crockett Promotions for waiting and taking the time because I know how important it was. Starcade 85, it is to the resident fans, it is to Jim Crockett Promotions. And Dusty Rhodes, the American dream, with that weight, got what I wanted. Ric Flair, the world's heavyweight champion. I don't have to say a lot more about the way I feel about Ric Flair. No respect, no honor. There is no honor among thieves in the first place. He put hard times on Dusty Rhodes and his family. You don't know what hard times are, Daddy. Hard times are when the textile workers around this country are out of work and got four or five kids and can't pay their wages, can't buy their food. Hard times are when the auto workers are out of work and they tell them go home. And hard times are when a man has worked at a job 30 years, 30 years. They give him a watch, kick him in the butt and say, hey, a computer took your place, daddy. That's hard time. That's hard time. And Ric Flair, you put hard times on this country by taking Dusty Rhodes out. That's hard time. And we all had hard times together. I admit I don't look like the athlete of the day supposed to look. My belly's just a little big. My hand is just a little big. But brother, I am bad and they know I'm bad. And there were two bad people. One was John Wayne and he's dead, brother. And the other one's right here. Nature Boy Ric Flair. The world's heavyweight title. 
belongs to these people. I'm going to reach out right now. I want you at home to know my hand is touching your hand for this gathering of the biggest body of people in this country, in this universe, all over the world now. Reach it out because the love that was given me and this time I will repay you now because I will be the next world's heavyweight champion on this hard time blues. Dusty Rhodes Tour 885 and Ric Flair Nature Boy. Let me leave you with this. One way to hurt Ric Flair is to take what he cherishes more than anything in the world. That's the world's heavyweight title. I'm gonna take it, I've been there twice. This time when I take it, Daddy, I'm gonna take it for you. Let's gather for it. Don't let me down now, cause I came back for you, for that man up there that died 10, 12 years ago and never got the opportunity to see a real Wolf champion. And I'm proud of you and thank God I have you. And I love you. Love you! What a beauty Dusty Rhodes was. The living legend had um, just great charisma. I mean, he's going to be so missed. I mean, he's been missed for a long time and all that he's left on wrestling. And um, yeah, thanks for submitting that one, Dixie. You boys have any comments on that last promo? Of the I week? mean, that one is, I mean, up there. That's certainly one of the all-time greats. Yeah. Heard I mean, tons of times, yep. There's a reason we use that a clip from that in our intro music, just because, yeah, like Steve said, one of the all-time greats. Most definitely. Love love Dusty Rhodes and uh, love all the submissions that we get week to week. Keep them coming, folks, if you're a fan of the show. Uh, DM your favorite promo to our Instagram page or our Facebook page. They can be found at Keep the Kayfabe. And while you're at it, why don't you hit that follow button on Spotify, iTunes, or Google Podcasts. And you know what? Why don't you push it a little further and leave a five-star review and let us know how we're doing and what you want to hear. So um, without anything more left to say, there's only one thing left to say left. And that is stay humble, stay hungry, and stay hard, folks. Triple H.